third episode of the U-Hop Show. This is Joe, Hannah, Megan, and Patrick. There's also a little pupper here. Yeah, she's she's literally like right next to me. She took my seat, and I don't have the heart to move her. <laughs> she's my she's in the new Joe. Nope. <laughs> she watched it in eight languages. Uh, anyways, last time we got a big load of seaman, and then Kaneda of Akira decided to become the Beltway Sniper after being radicalized into a militant terrorist organization known as the Sensui Seven. Today we enjoy an initial D crossover, and we have the series' first Dragon Ball Z fight. Find out more on this episode of the Yu Yu Hakusho. Da 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 Joe, stop attacking me. Uh, it's, it's the, the popper. <laughs> Start biting my face. Anyways, episode 78, Divide before, and Conquer. What's before up? I begin, I want to thank our sponsors, Mac Walden. You need underwear, you can get it. So we're going to do this advertising for the next hour and a half, like every other podcast. Oh, okay. I thought, you're, episode. I thought you were suggesting there was just some underwear left out. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> no, we're just going to do ads every five minutes, like every other podcast. Hell ever. yeah. So, episode 78, Divide and Conquer. But before uh, we begin, let's go to our sponsor, uh, uh, Sous Chef. Or what, what's that delivery chef thing? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. The, the one with like, the, the chef? Okay, I'm going to look at the Japanese title of this episode. I gotcha. You know what? I'm not going to do that because I'm on the computer with the notes. Hell yeah. Anyways, <laughs> episode 78, Divide and Conquer. Uh, it starts with a very 90s generic hip-hop uh, music. I I I, Vocal I see percussion it. on a whole nother level coming from my mind. It was like I guess like late nineties. Like it was a very of the time. Like I don't know. Hip-hop. It was kind of hip hop. It was kind of yeah. It was kind of trip hop. Kind of like there's jazzy elements to this. Like the, this yeah. season does like jazz hip hop like yeah. fusion. Like a little bit of electronic in there too. I really like the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I should. Uh, we're definitely gonna have an episode near the end of the series where we talk about like the entire soundtrack and just kind of how it evolved over time. Do you think and, they're at listening that point, to Yanni? Actually... Yeah. Do you think they're listening to Yanni Waters' mixtape? God damn it! <laughs> at that point, I'll actually know the names of these songs, many of which are unreleased track seventy six and shit like that. Ooh, my favorite. Yeah, you, you get the idea. So uh, in the U.S. version, Yusuke is talking about uh, Sensui's power and says something about his power seems fake. While in the Japanese version, he talks about wanting to fight Sensui just to figure out how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's kind of interesting because I think the U.S. version is doing something that the U.S. version do, which is uh, it says something that's non-literal to the Japanese script, but kind of makes more contextual sense because they establish this narrative of Yusuke not understanding why Sensui's power doesn't feel right, while in the Japanese one it's more just like, oh, we'll develop that as we go. And I think that might be a reflection of like being based directly on the manga, which was kind of like coming up with the ideas on the fly. season y'all so uh in the uh, there's a note here that says american teenager could you explain this one so i actually didn't watch the <laughs> the last episode because uh, i was uh, i think i was when you guys filmed that i was um i knew it was gonna be in california uh american teenager is seaman oh. i think <laughs> okay, oh. that makes sense. I call him really random things through. I was gonna call him Justin Bieber. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But like, I call him random things through this episode because I didn't get his name was Sea Monkey until like seventy uh, nine. Wait, <laughs> do we all not like this guy? I, I mean, he's he's average, just whiny. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's like um, he's like what's the name from JoJo uh, Part Four? 
Koichi? Yeah. No, Koichi's way better than this dude. Uh, still. Koichi's half this dude, half Gohan. Gohan. Fuck Gohan. I loved Gohan. Gohan was my favorite, especially when he turned into Saiyan. Oh, I was gonna agree with you until you said that part. No, it's everyone's least favorite part of his life, but I was like, this is my favorite. No, my my (laughs) girlfriend's, like, fucking, like, childhood crush was Gohan. Mine. Oh, God. It's because he's a studious, he's a studious, well, well well-behaved young Asian boy. Very, very cute. He's very cute. It's all about that android, uh, oh crap, I don't know what you're... 17? The female one. 18. 18. 21? No. 21 is from the recent video game, and she was definitely created as fat material first. (laughs) Like, she's like, hey, I'm Akira Toriyama's, I'm a bunch of his fetishes combined into one character, hell yeah! And I'm purple, or what? No, I turned pink because I absorbed Majin Buu. Spoilers! Also my fetish. I gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I was worried I was gonna say the wrong Android. I was like, yeah, I love Android Seventeen. It's, it's and it's like I said the male one by mistake. None of there's anything wrong with that. I, I like. Uh, no, mind. man. I hope that you actually meant Android Eight, who's the one from Dragon Ball, who's the one that is just Frankenstein. <laughs> I was worried I was gonna say the fat one, whatever the fat Android. That's was. nineteen. The, the the one that looks like the big baby, right? I was worried I was gonna yeah, say the that. one that looks like a big baby or Kim Jong Un. Oh yeah. I was worried I was gonna I was gonna say yeah I love Android Nineteen. That's my favorite one. I had a crush on her, on her, and like everyone's like, okay. Did Patrick. it did it break your heart when that blonde man like stuck his feet into that dude's face and ripped his arms off? I must have cried for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Yusuke charges at Sensui and like strobe lights go off. Uh, Sensui is anticipating Yusuke's every move because, as Kurama notes, they are too much alike, which is something weird to me. Um, in the U.S. version, he says that. In the Japanese version, he decidedly doesn't. Like, what did he say? He just doesn't say anything. Yeah, he just, like, analyzes the technique. I think, like, in the U.S. version, it's like, yeah, they're very similar, as opposed to in the Japanese version, where it's like, you know, Sensui just knows what Yusuke's gonna do, not because he's like him, but because he's just better. Right. Is it because they're both spirit detectives or whatever? I think, That's yeah. the comparison they're trying to pull, like, or the American yeah. trying to pull from it. And this is one of the localization choices I frankly don't like. It's especially weird, because, you know, they try to give Kurama insight- insightful lines... And it's especially funny because the guy who wrote the inside the lines is Kurama's voice actor. So it's like, you just fucked up here, actually. Oh, this was just bad. Who does, who does his voice again? Uh, I forget his name, but he was also the script supervisor for the American version. <laughs> it wasn't oh, Chuck yeah. Huber, was it? No. It's John something. John Samos. Uh, I like how we double that joke up. We, yes. we got every angle for that. <laughs> yes. Just, anyways, speaking of 90s heartthrobs. Uh, John Cena's a heartthrob? No, no. John Samos, dude. Uh, he was average. Really? Because, like, I think a lot of people, yeah, everyone loved that dude. Once he did that Beach Boys thing, it's like, ugh, get out of my face. (laughs) Anyways, uh, in the US version, Yusuke describes, uh, you know, Sensui's, like, blocking stuff as, he pushed me aside like broccoli he didn't order. (laughs) Well, in the Japanese version, he says something that I feel is, like, a lot more, like, traditional. He says it's like I'm fighting a willow tree. Which, I don't know if this is, like, a larger thing, but in a lot of Bruce Lee's writing, he liked to compare, like, uh, being ready for a fight to being like a willow tree because it is something that's strong yet pliable rather than like an oak tree that will just get like weighed down and broken eventually. Mm-hmm. I like a willow tree. Very tall and proud. <laughs> Maybe one of those is true. Neither of them are true. Nice. So Kurama, yeah, this is where I, I said that like Kurama just has like a weird take in the US version. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Megan, do you want to go into talking about uh, Reshiken? Yeah, let's let's uh, forgive my 
like pronunciation and translation of things. Um, but they go into like a whole. This season they have a lot of. It's like a different beat essentially. Like uh, they like pause whatever they're doing or slow it down to like pan up and like ex- like the narrator comes in more and like explains stuff. Um, it's Hunter Hunter. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, ha, huh, this is. So, like, they explain that Sensui's using something called Resh- Reshuken, um, which translates to fissure kick fist, according to uh, a Wikipedia page I googled. Um, it's not real, so please don't go to your local martial arts center and ask to learn this. <laughs> um, it's it's supposedly fast footwork and strong kicks, so it's really, really elegant. Um, and then the, both the U.S. and the Japanese version say something about it being the strongest or most learned. Like, learned in this case not being, like, the most people know it, but, like, you have to know the most in order to use it. Right. Yeah, and, like, it's just kind of like, okay, cool, this thing that you just made up and have, like, a two-panel explanation of is apparently the pinnacle of all martial arts. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so from what we see, like, as of this episode, it's a lot like Taekwondo, a little bit like Keto, a little bit like... Like, yeah, like Muay Thai. <laughs> yeah. Lots of, like, distracting with your hands and then kicking, which I feel like if you know that it's coming already, like, <laughs> you should watch out for the kicks and not the hands, but I don't know. It's all kicks. Yeah. I think yeah. I think part of it is just, like, you know, it's perfect for Sensui's body type because he has, like, giant fucking legs. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, like, crazy range, so crazy. it makes... All the sense in the world to use it. Yeah, kind graceful of... dancer legs. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'll freeze frame his kicks and, like, his, like, leg is still up on the air and it's, like, a perfect point. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me of Eddie Gordo, in a way. Uh, All I would Nah, he's more like... He's more like Baron. How, how wrong are you? Damn. <laughs> no, but, uh, have you guys ever seen Drunken Master, the yeah. 70s one? Mm-hmm. Okay, totally do you yeah. remember the, uh, Korean dude who shows up? Well, I mean, he's not Korean in the movie, but the guy who played him was Korean. Actually, no, I don't remember if that guy is, but he does, like, a kicking base style. Oh, okay. Uh, the guy with the fucking 70s mustache. I probably have to rewatch it. I only remember Jack He's the Jack final movie. villain. Okay. But he does, he does, like, a kick base style. It's... No, no, I'm just imagining somebody, I'm just imagining, um... Oh, what's that guy's name? Man, I'm bad with names today. Uh, uh, forget it. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Uh, the, the porno guy. The fat guy. Oh, Ron Jeremy. Ron, Ron Jeremy, Jeremy, yeah. Nice. Uh, Not where I thought that was going. I just remembered, like, Rishuken reminds me now of, like, when Ninjutsu came out for Naruto and, like, kids thought it was real. Oh, yeah. Like, kids, you oh, know, yeah. like, they didn't think, like, you can shoot blasters out of your hand, but they're like, this is, like, a real art that oh. people in Japan... Oh, oh, like, the part where they're like, taijutsu, yeah. which, like, rather than just, it's body work, is yeah. like, I mean, I mean, effectively body technique, effectively body hand-to-hand fighting, so. For a second, I thought you were referencing the kid that buried himself in the sand and died. Oh. What? what the fuck are wait, you talking wait, what? about? What? You didn't see that? Yeah, there was this kid that, um, it was like in, uh, yeah, and I think it's the Netherlands, he buried himself in sand and tried to recreate something off of Naruto and he died. Mm. Wait, was he trying to recreate the scene where Gara killed a dude? I I, I don't know. <laughs> because that he was trying to, like, put his hand out? Like... Yeah. I don't know. It was like, he buried himself in sand and he, like, suffocated to death. It was weird. Was How he trying to he do like... the part where, like, Gara encases himself in sand while fighting Sasuke? Was that what he was doing? Because... I mean, I don't watch shit, so I don't know. So was there another kid there with, like, a taser? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For some reason, he tased him under the sand. I don't know. Or, like... What if, like, another kid buried him? It's like, oh, he did that all himself. I did nothing. I had nothing to do. It was Naruto. Because it'd be really hard to bury yourself in sand, like, your head You'd think under. that. You'd think. Like, you can go into a hole and, like, kind of, like, 
hit the walls. I Y'all guess? ever wanted to do a Mythbuster anime episode? Oh my god. We kind of almost kill Where ourselves. Where we kill ourselves, I guess. <laughs> Oh no, I think I got that wrong. There was some Russian guy jumped out a window. Uh, that is entirely different. That's so different. Are you talking about like an own experience where you're like, yeah, I buried myself under the sand? No, I could, I just want to, I saw a news article where this kid buried himself in sand and died trying to react, trying to, uh, Follow Naruto or something like that. Okay, what about so, this guy throwing on the yeah. Any relation to Naruto or anime in general? If any of these is true, they're very sad. But man, I want a lot more just like shitty accidental injuries from people reenacting anime. <laughs> it's like, oh, I tried uh, doing the Naruto run and fell right on my fucking face. Everyone did the fucking Naruto run. Everyone in sixth grade because that's when it came out when I was. Yeah. Do you want to know? I, oh, I found it. Boy 10 buried in sandbox game dies. Sandbox Ten year old boy from Everett area died Monday afternoon, two days later playing Bird in the Netherlands. And he stopped breathing. Family played fifth grader, said an anime teacher called Naruto gave him an idea of being buried headfirst in the sand. So what the fuck? Morning. Friends initially thought Cody was joking when he began thrashing around, covering his head on his chest. Okay, covering really his head sad. in his chest. When he realized he was in danger, they pulled him out and yelled for help. Okay, that went from kind of funny to really, really, really sad. sad. It, it was in 2008. I got that... Yeah, I, I I remember there was a sandbox death when they were recreating Naruto. I just can't remember. Okay, so that that's sad. I'm wondering what the fuck scene could have possibly inspired that, because I have no idea. I mean, I'm not like a encyclopedic like knowledge of Naruto or anything, but yeah, anyways, anyways. Sorry uh, about that. Anyways, back to... Uh, Speaking of sandbox death, let's talk about... No. Okay, so since we want Skobar to cut down the barrier, uh, there's just a thing here that just says Neo. I don't know. I've actually never seen The Matrix. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I was just like, I sort of see what you're going for, but not really. He's the one. He's the one they need, right? To like... Okay. So that makes way more sense. You didn't use the word the one anywhere in this description. (laughs) Neo. It just says Neo. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, Botan tries to warn them, but the but Sniper is shooting marbles at them. Okay, so Sniper's actually a dangerous dude, as demonstrated later in this section of episodes, but, like, I kind of wish they'd given those marbles any more penetrating power, because it really feels like he's just, like, throwing rocks at people. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oof, like, you're really accurate, but ow. Like, the same density, like, the, what's it called, the little eraser head? Almost yeah. harder to do, but now these, like, actual marbles, which if I threw a marble at someone, I would still hurt like and i have no superpowers yeah i feel like they should like murder more than just like ah that's your just your name sniper to random task nice i wonder if they couldn't name it bullseye because like <laughs> it should be bullseye that'd be a little it's bit a, more funny i yeah i wonder just because like when <laughs> we'll we'll get to it later but the they use a word specifically for bullseye later in the japanese version yeah. and i'm wondering if like sniper is a word that just exists in japanese but from english while there's probably maybe not a native term, while there turns out to be a native term for bullseye. Mm-hmm. Do they use, like, a borrowed word for bullseye? No, they, they use, like, uh, crosshatch, like, crosshatch target oh, is the no. literal translation. Uh, okay. It's like juji, so, you know, like, crosshatch, right. and then, like, something, something. Yeah. We'll talk about that more. Is that what they call targets in, in, in uh, Japan? Crosshatch target? Let's go to crosshatch... Cro- oh, fuck cross you. Hatch I, it took targets. me a second to understand what you meant. Yes, that famous place... 
Yeah, uh, we call it bullseye. <laughs> we call it bullseye in the states. Yeah, very weird uh, localization choices here. Let's go pick up some stuff at bullseye. Uh, but anyways, so does that we literally say you ain't seen nothing yet? Or no, he <laughs> says something. But yeah, no, I was like, I don't remember that. I remember paraphrasing. I'm like, I hope I remember what he actually said when like the thing comes around. I don't remember, but he essentially says you ain't seen nothing yet. But yeah. then this man's career. So. uh... He does the uh, Reiko Rashuken. Oh, yeah. So another note, in the English version, they call it Rashuyuken repeatedly yeah. rather than Rashuken. And I think that is like part of a larger issue with American readings of Japanese things, yeah. where when something is shown with an initial U, it's often pronounced as Y rather than U. Yeah. And you can see the same with Yusuke Urameshi, which becomes Yusuke Urameshi constantly in the, in the series. So that's just like a fault of English. Yeah, I was having trouble uh, spelling things because I don't get the actual like what like subtitles? the hmm? the subtitles. Yeah, like uh, I don't get subtitles. Were like, you driving? Yeah, I was driving while taking notes and watching uh, the Japanese <laughs> version of Yu Yu Hakusho. It's very safe. Uh, very safe. Um, but it it was hard to. I was trying to look up like the the martial arts, make sure it's not real before I'm like it's not real. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't find it for a long time because it's a double U or yeah. double U sounds elongated. Yeah. U. Okay. That's something that's always bothered yeah. me with Japanese uh, like translation into English, like because the way that they used to do it was U with an with a, uh, a macro. Yeah, with a macron, uh, and then like people later in like the mid '90s started switching it from U with a macron to double U, and it's just like, so am I supposed to say this Tagalog style? Like, ooh, and I'm like, uh, no, that's not right. Uh, I think it's because I don't know how to put the macron on. No, the, no, 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 don't, don't worry, you're fine. Like I see that everywhere. People stop using the macron, and I'm yeah. like, dude, macron is way better than this W shit. Is, That's is how that, I learned how to write it in, in school too. Is that the is that the prequel to ne- Necronomicon? Yeah, the Macronomicon. That's the larger <laughs> book of the dead. Uh, anyways, um, so when Sensui does his little, he like kicks the you know light ball, and uh, it you know like goes at them, and it reads uh. Retsushu Kokyuha? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I always fuck this up because uh, I the place I've heard the word most is in the Super Nintendo game, where he says it so fast that you're like not sure what he said, so I think, like Street Fighter 2, I invented a pronunciation, so <laughs> it sounds like Rekorukukyuha, which I don't think is correct. Oh, that makes sense, too. Because it's too, well, it was drawn out as a furigana, like the underneath the kanji rating, mm-hmm. could be... Small two, like a, um, it's like a pause. Oh, okay. Bit. Like it's um, if it's a small two, it's like a, uh, I can't remember. It's like it's like a, you double up the consonant. Oh, interesting. So it'd be reshu instead oh. of retsushu. You know what I mean? Yeah, Does no. I I understand what you mean. That's crazy, man. Three fucking writing systems <laughs> for one language. Four if you count Romanji. Oh God. Uh, which is the, well, we were saying, like, the W versus, like, you with a Macron. God, what a nightmare. Uh, Good thing we speak English, right? <laughs> That other language that's super easy to learn. Uh, uh, we so, got one down. Kind of. So, Karama has another really bad take here in the English version where he's just like, remarkable, energy and style is one. It's like, what were yeah. you doing here? Like... Kurama, they, I'm usually down with the stuff they make him say, even, even the fucking elder, to, I mean, even the younger to grow, like, the muscle structure, amazing. Like, even that I was down with, but this one, I'm like, what are you doing? Muscle structure. They should like, might as well just have him just be like, ooh, until the microphone. <laughs> yeah, they 
noise, all those, oh yeah! And the mouth flaps keep going. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> Just literally say that into the microphone. It's, at least, it makes about as much sense as whatever he's saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. So, Shizuru is, like, gonna, I th- she's, like, gonna try to rescue Cool Bar. She's running back. Mm-hmm. To, she's running out to warn people, hey, Cool Bar is the one that is gonna get, you know, that they want. And just as that's happening, Sensei kicks his light ball, and he misses, like, Yusuke and Karama, and you find out he's kicking it straight to Yusuke's apartment, and, like, you see Kobar running for them, and then Sensei is like, aha, perfect, and starts attacking both Kobara and Yusuke, and Yusuke's trying to warn him and saying, hey, you're the one he wants. <laughs> and, yeah, Yusuke just keeps on charging um, he starts, I like how you bolded everything. <laughs> starts as a jab. No, as a jab. As a jab. <laughs> then cuts up close of the hand as an uppercut, and then finishes as a jab. <laughs> and Sensui throws his hand to block, Ease K ends up um, stopping short. And then he had some yeah. thoughts. I don't know if it's like a weird... I don't know why this bugged me more than it did. I replayed the scene like six times. <laughs> it's like the most unimportant thing to like really focus on. Um, but yeah, so like he starts as a jab, he goes in the other cover, then finishes as a jab. And I think it was just like a oversight of Wait. Uh, animation. So let, let me see. Like, okay, he starts as a jab. <laughs> Yeah, and jab- he cuts up close to his hand doing an uppercut, and then oh my it finishes as a jab. I was doing the same hand. Yes, <laughs> I was. I was doing laundry at this time, so I probably just didn't notice. But like, yeah, that's pretty goofy. Yeah, that I mean, like he's running really like this, and he's extending right, and then when he cuts close, sorry, you can't see me. I forget I'm not on camera, but like <laughs> y'all should look at what a jab looks like, but it's generally straight. Yeah, and then an uppercut, you're. Fist, and the back of your hand is going to be facing the opponent, and it's going probably up toward your chin usually. So your opponent's chin. Just for review, <laughs> the arm position would have had to have changed at the shoulder level about ninety degrees, and at the at the elbow level forty five degrees, and the momentum would have had to have changed about ninety degrees. Yeah. So I was like. Yeah, and like it didn't make any sense to me, and like I rewatched it. I was like, but then I like rewatched it again. And I'm like, oh, he he does turn his fist at the very last second. But then I'm like, I don't think that was an intentional. Like, wow, he's so fast. You don't know what he's doing. It's literally just like maybe a he had like arms. Like, <laughs> I I wonder if we went to the manga panel if it's like this is just as confusing, or or if they just combine two different sequences there because they're like we don't have fucking time for this. <laughs> I really feel like they just kind of forgot what, like, you see was intended <laughs> to do. <laughs> yeah. It turns out it's the opposite hand. It's a haymaker now. It's like, wait, what? So, it's, it's like he, it's like he's drawing. It's like late at night. And he's like, oh, crap. I had a jab instead of an uppercut. Uh, no one will notice. Yeah, he twists his hand at the end. So, like, it makes me think, like, oh, maybe he was coming in and then twisting. Because in karate, like, they, like, come in. Like, my, my, okay, my wrist is up facing the ceiling. And I'm, my hand is in a fist, and then you turn your fist over so that, like, the top of your hand's facing the ceiling while you punch, and it's supposed to give you, like, a, a last-minute snap. A snap, yeah. yeah. Um, which is, a, which is like, a Chinese and Japanese and, you know, Asian martial arts technique, yeah. usually. Um, but I feel like they got confused yeah. in between the two things. So she is absolutely right. That's a traditional thing. That is not what happened here. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that you know that is because there are certain punches you can faint and turn into other punches. 
this is not one of those. Like, this is going through three states to get to the other punch, which you do not do. Well, listen, it's all Reiki. It's the magic of Reiki. You're right. Oh my god, you figured it out. It's, it's the Reiki magic, guys. Uh, so yeah, Sensui commends Yusuke for thinking a little bit, but uh, Yusuke is thinking to himself, try me. And uh, so, Sensui apparently effectively tries him, pushing him through a window. I forget, does he kick him through the window? Or? Probably. Probably, yeah, he doesn't use his hands. What am I talking about? No hands for this man. Was it like this is Sporta and kicked him out the window? That's exactly what happened. It was very weird. So, uh, yeah, it then cuts to further away where people are eating, and uh, Megan describes it as New York big guy and child watch smoke billow from the distance. <laughs> uh, did we introduce, were they introduced in the earlier episodes? I think they were probably introduced, but probably with just like fucking katakana under their faces. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Game Master and Gourmet. <laughs> And it, like, gourmet slash New York big man uh, York says, big it's man. a full-scale war now. <laughs> Actually, can someone, do a right. bro- can someone do a Brooklyn accent for me? Full-scale, full-scale war, war, what did you say? I don't know. <laughs> full-scale full scale war now. Hey, give me pizza. Hey, Tone. Hey, what's I'm walking going? over here. Hey. That's exactly how it happens. It's very weird. <laughs> exactly. And then his uh, accent changes at one point to the southern accent and then back to... <laughs> I wish you could, I wish you could do a Cajun accent and just like yeah he became Cajun and then he just he's very traveling weird. all over the world or at least America all over the US man I want to have some Cajun food I'm hungry so Sensui books it towards an abandoned building uh, and Shizuru is injured but stumbling down the stairs she passes the message on to Keiko that Kubara is the one it definitely says is Neo here but I'm I'm gonna take it as Megan just did a find and replace for the one. And just replace it with Neo he, he and to hide him. He's like everything that the light touches is your kingdom now. God damn it! So uh, Keiko then runs off to help, and Shizuru says, no, "You're doing it for me, but hopefully I don't die or something like that." <laughs> She's like, "I hope I don't die in this staircase." <laughs> That's definitely something where in some other anime or manga they would have died in that staircase. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they follow Sensui into the abandoned building. You know that great move where you just follow a uh, superpowered terrorist Whoa. into an abandoned building. What's up? Yona's, like, freaking out. Oh, well, she doesn't like terrorism. <laughs> oh, well, good. She's full American doggo. Hey, man, Americans can commit terrorism, too. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so in the, uh, in the, no, in the U.S. version, sorry, not the Japanese version, Sensui says in a part where he's definitely not moving his lips, <laughs> they don't make spirit detectives like they used to. In the Japanese version, there is no equivalent line, because he's not supposed to be saying anything there. He just says it in English. They do that a lot, yeah. actually. Espe- like, they did a lot during the Rando fight, and they do it a lot during these episodes. Mm-hmm. I know some dubs, they do that quite a lot, where they put words where it's not supposed to be, or... Yeah. So this this relied on it being SD back in the day, because you couldn't see, like, you can tell that her lips aren't moving if you look closely, but you have to look. Meanwhile, if you did this on Blu-ray, it's like, that dude's definitely not saying jack shit. <laughs> to be fair, it could be, like, the internal talk. He's, yeah. he, I think he's responded, too. In fact, they do that multiple <laughs> times where people respond to stuff that was said with no lip movement. It's like, it's like how do you read my mind? Did you, did you guys ever read Animorphs? Oh, my God. What, what, is it, what relevance does this have? No, because they communicated with thought speech. Oh, yeah, they did. And so whenever they would do the thought speech quotes, they would just do, like, the less than symbol and the greater than symbol. <laughs> 
So it was like half French quotations. So <laughs> I like to now think that the Animorphs were actually thinking in French at each other. It's very weird. Listen, <laughs> this, is, this is an anime cast. You should have made the reference to Jojo where they're talking, talking underwater through their stands. Oh, and yeah. And they start talking underneath water for no reason. Yes. So have you guys seen Spirit of the Bad Joe. Yes, I have. So there's a part where um, Unknown, like is it the same Unknown? Uh, no. Him his name. Uh, oh, no, no face. face. No yeah. face. He's, he's not like a bunch of letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no face goes like he's like he ready ate the frog so he can talk now, right? Um, and he like passes by a hallway and it's like just like a long scene where he just passes by a hallway like when he's all fat. Um, and he he burps up something like a like a coin when he's like throwing up his stuff. Um, and in the English version, he goes, "Oh, excuse me," and then it keeps going. Whereas in the Japanese, he just throws it up and just keeps walking. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I was like, oh, they're that's, just adding things That's now. very weird. It's, it's all about manners. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the U.S., the land of manners. <laughs> so we're such polite people. Uh, yeah, so they, uh, Sensui and Yusuke continue to fight with Sensui winning at every kick. Yusuke is effectively dodging and blocking now, but it's kind of like one of those things where, like, the person with the longer limbs is keeping them at bay, so even though they're not getting hit, they're, like, getting worn down. Yeah, yeah, since Sensui has, like, super long legs and all these shots... It's like his legs go on for weeks. It's all legs. legs. Exactly. It's like that. You know that the shower is like zooming into the legs. It just keeps going and going and going. He's like Sailor Moon legs. Yeah. They're that long. Damn. Yeah. It's kind of weird because I don't think that. Did, did Sailor Moon have long legs when she's as Usagi? No. No. It's just like when no. they. Oh, yeah. No. Not really. When they, when they transform suddenly, like, in addition to, like, it's it just like all of a sudden they have, like, legs for days. It's like, yeah, that's weird. Well, Usagi, like, in her regular school uniform has the traditional 90s uniform where it's not, like, a mini skirt at all times. It's, like, yeah. to her knees-ish area. It, yeah, it changes like, the illusion. Yeah. That's why women wear high-waisted short, mm-hmm. shorts because yeah. it makes their legs longer. Hell yeah. Secret to proportions. <laughs> this is for all you guys out there who are like, why do women wear that if guys don't like it? There's why. Because yeah. <laughs> we like it, bitches. Basically, yeah. I'm going to do that to me so I can have longer legs and not look as short. Start doing it, man. I dare you. Uh, that's that's that sounds That sounds kind of mean. Like, I dare you. Do it, dude. You No, do it, man. I'll do uh, it. So, Sensui throws a body kick, and Yusuke catches it against his side, which, as Megan notes, is a real thing. <laughs> Basically, just, like, taking the kick, because he's like, okay, now I'm just gonna punch you in the fucking face. Yeah. Uh, Yusuke, is this an actual line? I forget. No, he does. He says, I finally have a leg up on you. Uh, I wish he also well. then said, get it, leg. Yeah. <laughs> I actually put in the notes that Yusuke gets a kick out of Sensui. Hey. <laughs> says another pun back at him and I can't remember what it was and I didn't write down for some reason but like too bad you're unarmed oh. no no that's not what he fucking said I just made that up it's terrible it's something like that is it really god damn well, so then Yusuke, uh, in the notes it says attempt a spirit gun because they don't really show what he's, they don't really yeah. say what he's gonna do in the US version. In the Japanese version, spoilers, he's actually talking about using the spirit wave, aka the thing that killed Jin in one punch. Oh. Uh, like, he, it says he's gonna use Rekodan. Uh, spirit light cannonball. And then, like, as he's about to do it, Sensui is just like, oh no. And then uses Yusuke holding his leg too strongly to just jump in the air and do a spinning kick into Yusuke's head. Ouch. Which is pretty awesome. I kind of love it. Yeah. It's all, I think that is maybe the second to last time the spirit, uh, the spirit wave is used in the show by Yusuke. R.I.P. Spirit wave. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the spirit wave is like a cool technique, but it definitely requires someone who's willing to be like, I'll take this head on, yeah. as opposed to like, we're having a fucking street fight, let's do this. <laughs> so it's like, it's like the special beam cannon? 
Yeah, it's kind of like the special beam can. So you need like a, you need like, I don't know, your adoptive son to be fighting the other guy before you shoot them. And then you have to hold, hold them like this. And oh then... no, that's when, yeah, instead of your adoptive son, you need your adoptive son's dad who's about to die to hold his brother. It, this is a very special technique. And then you have to get the, then you have to hunt down the Dragon Balls and wish him back to life. And then he has to go and train with King Kai. It's an incredibly, you need to do a lot of things before this technique can happen. Anyways, that's what Yusuke tried to do and he failed, so he... Yeah. So, uh, Kuwabara has a Sailor Moon moment. Uh, <laughs> Megan, you want to read this out? <laughs> oh, yeah. In the name of the moon, I shall punish you. What is, is that what she says? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah. what she says, yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, Kuwabara has this one random, like, he gets to talk with this, like, he just gets to talk, like, ah, I'm gonna, I'll be the one to defeat you. He says something like that, right? Something. Yeah, yeah something like, like it's like, me, Kuwabara the man, or some shit yes, like that. Yes, that was it, that was it. <laughs> and he whips it out. It being his brand new sword. Yes. <laughs> and that's a big, uh-oh. He shouldn't have done that. Well, yeah. he should have, but you it's sh- a you big should, tell. You shouldn't in general just whip out your, your sword and make it grow, get long. It's not ready. <laughs> well, no. it wasn't as big as he thought it would be. Uh, They're also in an abandoned building, so everything's fair game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's chilly over there. <laughs> <laughs> Since he's not impressed because it's not full length slash, you know, the full, what's necessary. It's all about girth, man. He believes he needs stimulus to perform. Oh, well, that's, that's actually like a line he says. He's like, oh, he just needs stimulus or something really? like that. Yeah. Oh he God. says that because, like, he he looked, like, really disappointed. Like, when Sensu sees... He's like, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Like, he got lied, like, catfished. Like, <laughs> It's like, this is the sword I want. It's the other sword, the big one that can cut through dimensions. Oh my god. So, uh, friggin' Kubar tries to, like, attack Sensui, and Sensui just fucking catches the sword with his bare hands and then throws a body kick, knocking down Kubara. This is after Yusuke had yelled to Kubara, he'll kill you! (laughs) I don't care. None of them listen. If, like, you say, like, they're going to murder you, they're just like, ah, charge anyway, it's fine. Yeah, so Kurama whips his out, you know, the the rose whip. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Like, I think Kurama even says something to the effect of, like, oh, yeah, you're really good at dealing with, like, oh, you know, a single point of attack. Like, I noticed, like, that's what the Reshugan style is doing. So how about we change things up tactically and I just attack you from a trillion points at the same time? Pulls out, like, a whip that's covered in barbs. And Sensu's like, I got a better idea. How would I bust out of this window and stand in a crowd of people where you'll fucking kill a bunch of them if you try attacking me? To be fair, that's a legit strat. No, it is. It is. Like, I really like that he's actually thinking about that. He's like, hey, guess what? I'm not fucking with that. What's up? Uh, And I think it is interesting that they discuss, like, a tactical point. Because, like, Kurama at this time is much weaker than Yusuke. Mm -hmm. But he has the right weapon for the style of fighting that, like, Sensui does. Mm Mm-hmm. But since we just wussies out, like, nope. Nah, I think it's much more like, it's very, ta- like, he's very tactical. Yeah. Like, this whole couple episodes just showcases, like, I mean, and they say it, like, really blatantly, like, this is part of the plan. Or, yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, like, ah, it's all going, here's the contingency plan to the plan that happened. At, according to Keiku. At the end, oh, Keikaku. <laughs> all according to Keikaku. Keikaku means plan. <laughs> Have you guys fucking seen that? No. Oh, it's like an old meme of like some fanlation of like Death some. Note. Oh, it was. Oh, it was a Death Note. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, because it's lights in the helicopter. Yeah. And all according to K- to Keikaku. Kotaku, whatever. Yes, yes, of course. And then it just says Keikaku means plan. It's like, why didn't you just translate that? Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Um, but yeah. 
Where the fuck were we? Oh yeah, so Sensui's just like, uh, Sensui says, I'm hurt, Kurama, isn't my death worth a few lives? Uh, Sniper then rides on in, like, fucking on a motorcycle, confirming that he is Kaneda of Akira. <laughs> Uh, Sensui then runs off, uh, <laughs> Megan, in all caps, noted the, uh, Akira thing, uh, it says, he even rides a motorcycle! <laughs> you mean Akira? What, why not? Uh, I didn't know, I honestly thought that character's name was Akira, till today. Uh, yeah, you should... Right now. Oh, no, sorry, I have to name Ara- Nothing, none of this matters. Ak- Akira, Akira. I- yeah, fuck off. Shigeru. Yeah, <laughs> goddammit. Um, y'all should, uh... Y'all should watch Akira, or read it, preferably read it, if you get the chance, but Akira, like, without spoiling anything, uh, no, that's really spoilery. Yeah, just, just yeah, watch it Just again. watch it, yeah. Just, just watch it, you'll, you'll have fun, and you'll, and it won't be monstro- monstrosity at all. Actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure that Joe was the one who made us all watch Akira on the way to friendship games, or, like, on the way to a, a like, a group trip. Did yeah. I do that? On a bus. He handcuffed yeah. Did I do that? Yeah, you handcuffed me yeah. to the seat, and you're you like, it. you're gonna watch this, and if you don't, I'm gonna, like, hit you. Really I hard. definitely played Ghostbusters, and that was when I found out that people five years younger than me are not into Ghostbusters. I've never seen Ghostbusters until <laughs> yeah, that trip. Yeah. yeah. No, I was sitting on there, like, and it was me and two other people in my age range, and we were all, like, cracking the fuck up, and the entire bus of people who were at least five years younger than us did me. not find it funny <laughs> at all. Yeah, Megan was just like, yeah, this is whatever, and I I'm did, like, oh yeah. my god. I did enjoy Akira, though. Um, I'm pretty sure we watched it on that bus. On another one of those bus trips, we watched fucking Fearless, a.k.a. Hoyuanjia. And, like... Did she really? Yeah, people got really into that one, which I was surprised about. I'm like, this fucking, like, period Chinese martial arts movie you guys like more than Ghostbusters? Like, <laughs> An American I'm, classic? Yeah, I'm like, I'm down, but just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, where did you guys go to school at? I couldn't get... Like, no, this was this was uh, trips uh, for the Filipino club at ASU. Oh, I was yeah, we would go to California each year. Yeah. I was gonna say when I went to high school, if I played any anything even remotely not Disney, I would be called a nerd and a loser. Oh yeah, I, I think we watched Magic Mike on one of those bus rides too. That, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I fell asleep and then woke up when the movie was like already depressing and like creepy, and I was like, "What the fuck happened to this movie?" <laughs> so you didn't miss anything then, right? <laughs> I don't know. To be fair, they let us. I don't want to say this company's name because I don't remember it, but also I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but they let us, like, drink on the bus. It was a charter bus. We rented a charter bus. I think bus. we're just allowed to do that on Are charter buses, yeah. Oh, okay. Except for that one that we had the next year, which was Jesus-y. Oh, really? Yeah. That wasn't there. Were you on a Jesus bus? Yeah. I forget the name of that one, too. <laughs> um, but, you, yeah. What made a Jesus bus? Uh, like, straight up, it was a company that was, like, religiously based. You should have put, you should have put an upside-down cross there. It was a Filipino club, so enough of the people there were pretty Catholic, so I don't think it would have flown. I got you. So good, good call on that. Yeah. Uh, that. So a random passerby in the U.S. version says, With all these gawkers waiting for blood, I can't see a thing. I just enjoy that. <laughs> start we are sponsored by uh loot crate by by loot crate yes welcome back to the uog show we took an inopportune break anyways uh as we were going through uh freaking kaneda aka sniper was fighting 
uh, Kurama and the crew, and he has Kurama like Kurama and the crew. I like that. Yeah, you know, Marky <laughs> Mark and the Funky Bunch. Can we, can uh, we rename the the use case group to Kurama and the crew? No, it just depends who's focused at that time. But uh, Keiko comes and Sniper aims and ready to kill Keiko. Or maybe just hit her really hard with a marble, as we've discovered might be his actual power. And uh, so Pooh jumps in front of it, takes the shot for her, Aww. and Sniper rides off. You know, Pooh! Uh, Pooh's fine, by the way, like, barely injured. Yeah, I don't... Like, either he has a lot of spirit energy, or, like, Sniper's things don't really do shit. I, I think he later talks about his mechanics of it, and it's just like, I can put different amounts of chi into things, so maybe he just doesn't really shoot to kill 90% of the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can we have names for the group? So, like, he, he A and the, and the homies, Pooh and the posse, uh, Kurumara and the clan. <laughs> no! Oh, oh, no, mm-mm, cut that out. Oh, speaking of the clan. Um, oh, God. <laughs> God. Continue. Uh, oh, God. You know, like, we've talked about how there's a restaurant called the KKK, which in the Philippines... Oh, 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 it's a restaurant in the Philippines. In the Philippines. Okay, it's something very different there, yeah. y'all. In the Philippines, it's about a revolutionary group that has uh, the same initials as a very... Um, yeah, not nice. It's... <laughs> If someone can speak Tagalog, they'll understand, but it's a Katipuna. Ka- katipuna? Uh, Kataastaasan Kagalang uh, Galanggang Katipunan Ang Maga Anak Ang Bayan. Yeah. Uh, I'm really bad with Tagalog, so anyone who wants to correct me, but it is effectively the Supreme and Venerable Association of the Children of the Nation. Yeah, but it was like a rebel. It was like a, a, a rebellious group, right? If I'm correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they have a restaurant named after this rebellious group. Unfortunately, it shares the same name as the KKK of the, you know, it's the KKK. Um, <laughs> I don't need to explain the KKK to Americans. Like, it's so the people take photos there and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and I've done it too when I first got there. Um, don't know why I'm telling you the story, but uh, my boyfriend is African-American and I almost... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, also, there's also a part of the Philippines called Negros. And so people take photos of restaurants that are called Cuisine of Negros because it looks like something else. Like Cuisine of Negros, which would be a lot worse. Uh, This is also up there with a famous uh, Vietnamese restaurant in uh, Florida. Uh, I can't pronounce Vietnamese. (laughs) Let's not. But it looks like Cafe Bitch (laughs) Nah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Not anything else. But people fucking take photos there. (laughs) Bitch Nah. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Please cut this part. No, we're leaving this here. We're not explaining it. We're uh, spelling B I C H space N G A. Let you say that in your mind. Right? And and people go there to take photos with the sign. Oh no! Yeah, and once like the the like the the faux kings. It's oh, that's, that's that intentional. The way worse. Yeah. See, like when you're like, oh, I'm. This is like fucking. Like, you're like, ah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> this one, they're like, we didn't intend this. These are Vietnamese words that sound bad when you <laughs> say it with an American annotation. Like, isn't, isn't, there, isn't there a restaurant here called Philippines? Oh, yeah. yeah there's, there is. There's a couple. Okay. There's also Unforgettable. Okay. That one's. I want to go That's there. Cute. I love oh, that. Oh, man. Wh- which have better names? Fuck places or vape places? We need to know. What's what? the vape places? There's some. I'm not saying any of these. Anyways, um, I've seen some really bad ones, like, where I'm just like, how were these allowed by anyone? I've seen vape culture as one of them, I'm like, how did this get allowed anywhere? They should name name a genre Vaporwave. I I have a feeling that one's probably been done, yeah. There's gotta be a like, V-A-P-E hyphen W-A-V-E, or V-A-P-E-R 
Okay, so anyways, uh, Kubaro, like, runs through a parking garage trying to get to the roof, and he runs into the little boy from earlier who's, is he playing, like, a Game Boy or something? Just, like, standing on, like, the... They came out of, like, a, uh... They came out of the abandoned building, but now he's running up a parking garage? Yeah. Yeah, I think the cut scenes a little awkwardly in this one. So they see a boy who's playing Game Boy, you know, like, in the Jackie Chan movie, Rumble in the Bronx. And uh, he almost, like, runs the kid over and then complains, like, yeah, when we were little kids, we listened to what our parents said, and video games. And then uh, and then he feels a territory expand, and he's like, where the hell is this coming from? And he's like, oh, crap, is it this kid? And then it cuts to another shot. Oh, um, yeah, now that I think about it, it makes no sense, because they're on an open staircase outdoors. And then they're and in a parking garage? Yeah, in the middle of the parking garage. In the garage. middle of the parking garage, yeah, yeah, none of this makes sense. I like what you put in the next notes, um... Well, first of all, in the English say I must cat, I must be caught up in the mutants' territories, and then all of a sudden, Salad Fingers captures him. I like how you put Salad Fingers. Uh, <laughs> I typed that out before I saw the next episode. So, oh, yeah. so Yusuke tries to stop them by firing his spirit gun in a populated area at a fucking at a truck. And then, like, after he shoots a crown, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? They're all going to die. Oh, well, yeah, I forgot about that. And, like, like he, and, like, like, he, like, blocks and leaves you like, huh, I guess I, I guess I, I, like, uh, natively block, made it weaker or something like that. No, I, I think, he, I think he straight up says, like, oh, I forgot to make it weaker. Mm. I'm pretty sure he says no, that. No, no, it's, like, in the subs, it, it was, oh, like. Oh, okay, maybe in the Japanese, It was, like, after yeah. he blocked it, he was, like, try, I guess maybe he was, like, defending. Oh, yeah, maybe I did make it weaker subconsciously. Okay, maybe in the Japanese version, the U.S. version, they said the literal opposite. <laughs> uh, and, like, Sensui basically makes one of his, uh, Reiku... Reku Retsu. Yeah, he makes his crimson ball happen uh, and blocks it, neutralizing I hate it. it. I hate when that happens. Yeah, I hate it when I get crimson mm-hmm. balls. Um, <laughs> so as that's a, like the worst problem because like I'm picturing like a fiery lava ball. It's a uh, it's my favorite uh, porn parody of that character from The Fairly Odd Parents. Oh my God. <laughs> huh? Oh, the crimson, crimson chin. chin. <laughs> I mean, his face. Uh, no. Yes. Anyways. Uh, so the little boy turns out to be driving the pickup truck that they're, you know, escaping in. <laughs> Never mind the fact that he can't reach the pedals. I forget if they address it later they, with, like, stilts or some shit. They address <laughs> the fact that he's never driven before. They're yeah, like, he's just done it in video games. Yeah. It's just like this video game in the arcade. Yeah, ooh, I love GTA! Hell yeah, boy! But, but he's just a stick shift, guys. Yeah. We'll explain that later, but, like, I don't even think we'd need to go back later. It's a stick shift. <laughs> well, so in racing games at arcades, at least at that time, there were still stick shift oh. things because a lot of it was, like, we're trying to make it realistic as opposed to, like, we're trying to make it fun. So uh... It seems like he played more of Cruisin' World versus, uh, versus, like, Daytona USA. Yeah. If you ever played Cruisin' World, you kind of know what I mean, especially if you... You actually have to shift in that one, I assume? Uh... Well, I mean, like, the fact that going off road and hitting those cows and they fucking explode into meat. Did you ever do that in Cruising World? I didn't play enough of Cruising World, apparently. Yeah, if you hit the cows and you go off the road, they just, like, explode into meat. I, I wish I'd played more Daytona as well, mostly for the music. Music do, is do, 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 Daytona. Uh, anyways. Uh, so Yusuke decides to catch up with them. Turns out Yusuke doesn't know how to drive, so he steals a bike and bikes after them. And not, like, motorbike, like, actual, like, pedal bike. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like, pedaling to the metal. Uh-huh. Like, quite literally. He's only 14. One, I think he's probably 15 at this 15. point. Wait, when did they get a driver's license? I don't know, actually. 18, I think. Oh, that's oh okay. They, they, have, they have to uh, pass... He was in the city, too, so... Yeah, 20 is the technical 
age of adulthood, so I wouldn't be surprised if 20 is the age you can drive. Man, 20 is the technical age of adulthood, but until somewhat recently, prefectures had the age of consent as 13. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, weird. The thing in Japan, though, is that their driving school is really weird, where they have to, uh, they have to drive a car and not tip a glass of water. Is it water or is it tofu suspended in water? No, it's just water. So you have to have a cup of water and try to like drive, and they have to drift and they have to go really fast. And if they spill the water, they don't get their license. Yeah, it's it's very weird. At the it's, same time, they have to be listening to Eurobeat very loud. Exactly, it's really weird. I don't know. I think they just did that in like in the nineties, but you know. Yeah, they, just like when you're running in the nineties, sometimes you know you get deja vu and yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's the episode. What yeah. do you guys think? Thought it was, good. Thought it was good. Uh, I like it was interesting because like all the fight scenes. I don't know if this was a thing before, but like instead of them drawing backgrounds for the fight scenes, they just draw bright colors in the back now and like have lines to show like more action and like more dynamic movement, even if they're not moving. I I kind of like it actually. Yeah, because they they show some very impressionistic, very highly detailed choreography, while at the same time being like, fuck backgrounds, because we cannot afford this. Because they're doing, like, spinning shots where it's like, if we were to draw the background, this would cost so much money. So we'll just, uh, we'll just Flintstones it. Yeah. Also, Joe, I want to point out that Joe actually put the end, time to make some crazy money. So I all have to say is, like, all I have to say to that is, yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Anna are so confused right now. That's a reference to the game Crazy Taxi. Yeah, and they have have an Offspring song and stuff like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I know that Offspring song. Yeah, it's a a big part of the reason Crazy Taxi was popular, honestly, was the the soundtrack. Yeah, Yeah, the Offspring are good still. I didn't didn't know that, actually. They're they're, they're they're decent. No, I I think games that benefited the most from their soundtrack, it's like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Mm -hmm. Crazy Taxi, and, uh, God... Tetris. Tetris is up there, but I was... Oh, friggin' GTA uh, Vice City. Any any GTAs? Yeah. I was thinking more like uh, licensed soundtracks rather than uh, their own soundtracks. Because, yeah, if we were going with their own, then yes, Tetris. Vice City is amazing, though. Okay. So, on to the next episode. 79. Doesn't even have a title. Uh, I forgot. (laughs) I was too busy writing notes. We'll just call it episode 79. Yeah. Or in Japanese, episode 79. Episode, episode 79. You made it Spanish. Very weird. A bad Spanish. Oh, I'm really I'm glad Chad is here. <laughs> Chadel. Chadel. Uh, no, that was, the, that was the Latin America episode name. Episode 79. Yep. How do you say 79 in Spanish? Uh, 79. Yes. Episode 79. You said that perfect. You're yep. great. You're Good. Great. Good job. You're really all about learning Spanish on this here podcast about anime. After 25, 20, how old are you? Uh, six. Of living in Arizona. Hey, man. Feliz cumpleaños. <laughs> hey, it's it's Cinco de Cuatro today, apparently. Oh, Cinco de Mayo. No, it's Cinco de Mayo, too. <laughs> Cinco de Cuatro. You just said, like, five of four. Five of four. Yes. No, you guys uh, It is always... the 5th of April. <laughs> no, do you guys ever watch, uh, ever watch um, Always Sunny? Oh, uh, I've seen the uh, watch show. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched enough of it. Gotcha. Like, we're like, you're just really bad at Spanish. It's a quote from that's, something. That's our assumption. We're terrible. Uh, so the sense we, the sense we bunch, the sense we squad, the sense we seven are barreling down the street, causing havoc and accidents. Uh, there's a screaming driver who goes, "Ah!" I'm pretty sure that's just the same dude who voices Yusuke yeah. doing that too, which was very weird. Uh, so Yusuke is chasing them on a bike, throwing his voice. And uh, he passes Sniper, who follows him on a motorcycle, a.k.a. Yusuke can bike so fast he can go faster than a motorcycle and a sports car, it turns out. Yeah. Let, let's be frank, it's, an, it's not Sniper, it's, it's Kaneda. 
Yeah. Kind of literally enters the anime. is like, I'll get them. Vroom, vroom. I think this season they're really... They're Mysterious really... person, are you coming back? Later. Call me when you're done. Okay. See you. We heard her voice on the recording. It's there. It's there forever now. <laughs> she can't get rid of it. Um, so, I think this is like the one season where they really focus on like the random human... Side, not side characters, but like just incidental people, yeah. like extras. Yeah. Usually they don't have any. They don't have lines. They don't have anything. So it's kind of it's kind of neat that they're doing. Oh yeah. Cuts to regular old Joes like us. I think they wanted to show that, like, hey, this is a lived-in place, mm-hmm. and like, there's stakes here because, like, there's a like, you know, it's in contrast to the shot they showed of, like, the streets paved with dead bodies. Oh, yeah. And so it's just like, hey, man, here's the two ways this place could be. Like, a living metropolis or the fucking Holocaust. <laughs> Who knows? Yikes. Nuclear Holocaust. That yeah. type of thing. So, Junior, is that, like, Kwame? Kwame, yeah. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Kwame and Genkai. Uh, Child Enma. Child Enma. <laughs> Enma S- Junior. Small boy. <laughs> small boy. <laughs> They um, go back to check on Botan and uh, Matari or Sea Monkey, and they um, say, like, since he sure is persistent and goal-oriented, I give him that. Just two of the many qualities I avoided when I hired Yusuke. So, yeah, I guess... Um, oh, I reiterated that on the next line. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. I guess Koema was... Really wanting to avoid like um, deadlines and like being met when he decided to hire Yusuke as spirit detective. That's really weird because you know in most jobs they're like, yeah, we want someone who's like goal oriented and like self directed. In Yusuke, they're like, we want you to do what we fucking ask. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look what happened last time you got somebody like that. He basically wanted to destroy Earth That's and open true. up Demon World. So they probably like let's. Get someone who will just dick around to the very last moment. Let's get someone with less ambition that's not going to open up Demon World to the world. Yeah, why not? This whole, like, little scene between Junior, between Kalenma and Genkai is, like, they're really just, like, throwing shade at Yusuke the whole time they're going up the stairs. Like, they have nothing better to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, Botan and Seaman uh, are alive, but Botan is immediately knocked out under a bookshelf and with the swirly eyes, so it isn't serious. Uh, Genkai heals her, and, well, okay, so we'll talk about it later, but they give different diagnoses as to what happened to her in wow. the U.S. and Japanese version, because one of them's a lot more serious than the other. Oh. <laughs> I'll put that out there. So, Keiko and Kurama find Shizuru bleeding out, and Genkai heals Shizuru. So, that was kind of scary when I saw it as a kid, because I'm like, oh man, she might actually die! <laughs> and then it didn't fucking happen, because at that time I didn't realize, like, almost no one dies in Yu Hakusho! They used the, she used the Dende healing on him. Did the healing yeah. hands. And go, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Botan's in kind of a flashback, or no, Botan declares, like, oh yeah, I saved Seaman. And in the U.S. version, they said, like, she fractured her back in the process. In the Japanese version, she's just like, I got knocked out in the process. I think the Japanese one is probably more on the money. Yeah, dude. Because, like, the noises they made for the bookshelf did indicate, like, heavy bookshelf. But even then, like, the way she was hit was enough surface area and not entirely focused on her back. So, like, for that to have happened, some shit would have had to have gone down. Also, like, the way they drew her... Like, made it seem so not serious. Yeah. Like, she had, like, swirly eyes, and, like, even when, like, she, in the flashback when she gets knocked out, it's like, oh, and, like, 
They give her the I'm unconscious eyes, not like the potentially dead face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like the Shizuru Shizuru limp, limping body. Yeah, like that was like oh, yeah. the Shizuru uh, the squiggly eyes. Yeah. So uh Seaman is uh having trouble coping with the chapter black uh with what he saw in Chapter Black versus, you know, being saved. And uh basically I think Kurama mentions him like, hey man, that's not supposed to be seen by itself. That's supposed to be like a contextual, hey, this is the worst shit ever. Maybe watch some other stuff. In the US version, he says like it's part of a set, which makes me think there's like a like <laughs> chapter white or yeah. some shit like that. <laughs> well in the Jap- well in the Japanese version, it's more like, oh, that is one of many tapes. Like as opposed to like there's a good tape. It's just like, no man, that's just like for us to file away specific crimes. <laughs> yeah, he accidentally put put it next to Pootie Tang and grabbed the wrong tape. Yeah, it's very oh, weird. God. I can't deal with this. Um That movie still scarred me for so long. I've... Not Pootie Tang, Scary oh. Movie Three. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I've, I've never seen Pootie Tang. I need to, apparently. I actually learned something interesting. Apparently it was directed and written by uh, Louis C.K. Pootie Tang? Yeah. That's interesting. What, okay, what is Pootie Tang? It's basically about... It's this black superhero... Or, or like, I think it's like a black superhero or something like that. So it's like a black exploitation film? Or is it like a... It's a black exploitation film written by a white guy. Which is what black exploitation films are. Not <laughs> always. Some black exploitation films, like Sweet Sweetback, was written by a black dude. I, Wasn't uh, Shaft written by a black dude? No. Shaft was written by a very white dude. I'm I was sure. unaware of that. But yeah, I'm Sweet Sweetback, sure which was kind of like the original, uh, the originator, was written by a black dude and stars that dude and his son. And then, yeah, it's a weird fucking, weird fucking thing. I need to watch that movie, actually. It just talked a lot about it in, like, film history circles. Yeah, I like there's no going back after seeing Pootie Tang. Anyways, uh, so two people in a car are, wow, that is a very white person who made Shaft. <laughs> the original, very, very white. I think he was the author of the novels of Shaft. There was a novel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's based off the novels. That's okay. what Shaft is. Uh, so basically two teenagers or like 20-year-olds or something are in a car. They're, they're you know, kind of like obnoxiously tanned, which was like a, you know youth fashion at the time. What's it called? Uh, Gaeru? Yeah, that, they were they were that, basically, and the guy straight up looks like an initial D character. <laughs> like, not art style-wise, but hairstyle-wise. And then the girl just looks like stereotypical, like, 90s floozy in Japan. I was expecting them to start racing Yusuke. Yeah. In terms of initial D episode. And it was definitely one of those, like, oh, girl and guy driving, getting turned on by how fast they can drive scenes, which is, like, a thing. There's actually a scene like that, opposite of that in Initial D, where somebody tries to do that and he gets into a horrible car accident and dies with his girlfriend. <laughs> Alright! Did someone reenact that? Or... <laughs> yeah, that's the next episode. Anyways, uh, so yeah, you know, the uh, Game Master like pulls up, goes past them, and they're like freaked out that like uh, a truck was able to pass them. They're like, oh, it must have a huge engine, you know, like of course they could pass us, it's whatever. And then, like, Yusuke comes up on his fucking bicycle <laughs> and is going absurdly fast and just, like, passes them. Imagine the friction on, his, on, on everything on that. Like, the legs, the... Against the chain. It must be, like, intense. Yeah. I'm uh, surprised that bike doesn't fall apart. Well. <laughs> so, uh, in the, in the Japanese version... Uh, the couple, instead of just saying, like, oh, yeah, like, who the fuck is this guy? 
they say, is that uh, Nakano Koishi in his prime? Which I looked it up, turns out to have been like a like nine-time world cycling champion. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it, like, it's a very Japan-specific thing, <laughs> but it was kind of cool. I guess it would be the equivalent of like nowadays if they had been like, hey man, pre... Pre turning out to be the worst. Is that Lance Armstrong? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did Lance Armstrong do that was really bad? Uh, turns out he was doping the whole time. Mm. That's true. Man, I loved I loved a lot of those albums he did though. Okay. And then we landed on the moon. Yeah. Yes. The same with yeah, same Armstrongs. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the time you made that Full Metal Alchemist crossover too? Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. That was my favorite character. Yeah. He made a couple times for that. One. <laughs> and then he lost them to play a woman as well. It was very <laughs> weird. Weird. <laughs> uh, anyways. So, uh, Sensui explains that he doesn't need, oh god, he doesn't need Kuwabara's consent to use the power. Megan has a note here that just says problematic, uh, <laughs> but also saying, hey, don't those salad fingers remind you of a certain somebody? Woo! I don't get it. Uh, Kuwabara then has a flashback being like, oh shit, Elder Toguro, but why do you have those? <laughs> and then they reveal like, he fucking ate him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dying with this whole part. I thought it was so funny. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was imagining Quirrell's like, they ate him and then they're gonna eat me. Oh my, my god. god. <laughs> That's essentially what he was implying. Like, all you have to do is unlock the power and then he'll eat you and then we're good. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Just be that guy. I get why they call him Gourmet now. I get it. So, uh,. <laughs> Sensui says this is all part of his contingency plan, which is, the more he says it, the more this season goes on, the more it sounds like you could never have planned for half the shit that happens here. It's like, yeah, contingency plan, have him eat, the, eat, eat Kuwabara, that's a good plan. Yeah, <laughs> so Kuwabara, uh, like, basically, Yusuke bikes up, and is like, you could have found, like, a little girl's scooter, like, basically making fun of him being on a bike. To which Yusuke responds, you can't go a week without being kidnapped by the forces of evil. Oh. I actually thought that was a reference to Back to the Future, because that's actually what happens where he takes the, the girl scooter, kicks off the handlebars, and there's a skateboard. Uh, oh, shit, is that actually... It could yeah, be. Cause well, the U.S. localization rules, dude. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what happens. Actually, happens in... I think it happens in both the... When he goes back to 1950 well, it and... it happens to, every single time. It even happens in... In the, the West? In the West version, too, uh, I think. I don't think that I've seen happen in the West, unless I missed they, it. They, I think they... I'm pretty... Because I know what happened in the future and the, the past one, but I don't remember it happening in the West one. I, yeah, man. I still can't believe how disappointing 3 is. Um, I like 3 because I, yeah. they explain refrigeration to me. <laughs> That's why you like 3. Okay. They made ice cubes. <laughs> These are my sons, Jules and Vern. Um, God damn it. So Yusuke tries to pull uh, pull them over on his bike, and Sniper comes in and like shoots Yusuke with the shoots Yusuke's bike with dice, breaking it, and he falls over, and it also rips his shirt. Oh, which you know it is sense later, but... it, it's conceivable because like frankly, like your clothes do get ripped up when right. you like fall off of, like something, especially if you're going faster than a motorbike, even if you're just pedaling. Right, but it's still a bit much. It's, well, it's... yeah, no, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, my friend, my friend, his equipment got all messed up when he fell off his bike. On his motorbike, he fell off like his like he got like his his suit all ripped up and stuff. I thought this was gonna be a joke. It's not a joke, actually. It's real physics. Uh, real no, physics. You know, that really happens. It makes sense in real life, but like, and it makes sense within the context of what happens next. But like within this show, like your clothes never like the clothes never had any consequences. Almost like no, dude, they totally do. do you they? see, his shirt got ripped a bunch during the dark tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, look what happened okay. to a uh, uh, younger Tagoro. He like went from 
full suit pants, the booty shorts, and <laughs> a couple of transformations. And so can you. Fair enough. So can you. <laughs> okay, I missed out on the where everyone's clothes rip off. No, well, no, it's mostly just Yusuke and Hiei. Yeah. And, like, they actually make fun of it in the final DVD of the series on the uh, voice actor voice track, like, commentary track. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you remember, like, all those times this fucking shirt just came off for, like, no reason? <laughs> it's like it's like Twilight almost. Yeah. Do you think a part of me thought was, like, was this weird fan service? Like, where his shirt came off? And That'd like, be a strange fan not service. Not the fan service I'm mad at. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think, I think the voyeuristic stuff in Yu Hakusho is very much more like Kurama and Hiei rather than Yusuke or Kuwabara. Because even though Hiei is technically, like, their age, they're like, well, he's a demon, so for our purposes, he's an adult. <laughs> Yeah. Age of consent. Age of consent. Doesn't matter in the demon world. <laughs> yeah. What's the demon world's age of consent? Zero. <laughs> what? Oh no. Oh no. Because you come out fully formed, that's why. That's like... <laughs> totally not true, actually. There's demon babies. Demon babies make our dreams come true. So, uh, Sniper imprints magical targets on Yusuke's body, uh, which he describes as the Death Prince Bullseye, and in Japanese as the Death Print Cross Marks. Do you think this was a tie-in for Target at the time? Yeah, totally. It's it's like shop at Target, get hit with dice. Yep. <laughs> they just had a dude to check out and be like, fuck you! <laughs> just a dude wailing at you with dice. The Yu Hakusho, like, themed dice. Ah... <laughs> uh, it predates the uh, fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! Dungeon Duel Monsters or whatever. It's not the same as Duel Monsters, dude. A dungeon, Dice, Dance, Dance, Revolution. That's it, right? That, uh, that's... Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's it. Cool. So, in the US version, they describe this as having a 500 meter, a 500 meter radius... And in the Japanese version, they describe it as having a 200 meter radius... And I'm pretty sure the US version changed it because he definitely goes beyond 600 feet regularly during this fight... So it would have had to have been the 500 meter. Also, that kind of goes in line with the description they gave. Oh, yeah, he fucking shot the dice from 500 meters away when he did the sniper shot, too. The, the racer <laughs> yeah. thing. So the U.S. version, again, just effectively correcting certain inconsistencies in the Japanese version. Which is usually not the case, because a lot yeah. of times they're like, here's $10, and it's like... A, here's 50,000 yen. It's like, what? <laughs> that doesn't even translate right. I don't know. <laughs> Here's a million yen for one cookie. Yes. Inflation rate's pretty bad in Japan. What's the donut to yen ratio? Because I need to find out. Anyways. Uh, so he says that he never misses, and his name is uh, Konami Hagare. A Hagare? Or, I think it's Hagare rather than Hagare. Hagare makes more sense. Is his name actually Konami? No. Konami, right? I don't know. I, I listened forget. to it. I didn't actually like read anything. So. Yeah. So Shizuru wakes up and Seaman explains to Kuwabara uh, that Kuwabara's sword cut through dimensions. And the plan, they plan out the next steps with Keiko and Shizuru get to hang around and wait. A.K.A. no surprise because that's how Togashi likes to treat women besides Genkai, I guess. Uh, and Seaman has to do some soul searching before he decides whether he's going to join the others or not. Kurama effectively says, like, hey man, I'm a nice enough guy that uh, I'll let you go back to your side if you want. But if I see you again, you're fucking dead. <laughs> Here's your choices. <laughs> yeah. He's like walking away, he wraps the thing around his neck and just strangles him. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like, like, you fucked up. <laughs> See, man's like, oh, this is my kink, daddy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's like, so is mine. I don't know. Wait till season four. Anyways. Seaman yeah, uh, comes down and joins the gang, everyone. Uh, and like, they introduce him to everybody and the other's like, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I, I noted this to my roommate. He never uses his powers again. So he's useless. <laughs> he's just there for being like, 
Yeah, I think I remember Sensui and uh, Mr. Itsuki talking about this at some point. Like, that's his entire use in the team is just like, I kind of remember something like this. <laughs> he's <laughs> providing intel, you know, he's... Like, bad intel. <laughs> bad intel. It's like, yeah, they're going to be at the park at three. <laughs> which which park? <laughs> um, oh, you know. The one was it like an amusement park, maybe? I think they said something about the Tilt-A-Whirl. I don't know. Parking lot? <laughs> they, I think they said, like, May. Do you mean Monday? Yeah, you know what? Maybe I did. Actually, I think so. Ah, <laughs> uh, semen. Anyways, uh, so... Yusuke reflects on being a target of all the... Uh, and, like, hates being in the forest. And he is, like, standing out of the distance, just brooding, being like, yeah, I'll watch this shit. This is, <laughs> this is what I do now. Uh, rocks start flying at Yusuke, and he punches them all into oblivion. And then he sees, like, another crowd of things just fly out into the sky. And remember, these are all attracted to the targets on his body because of Sniper's power. He's like, oh, more rocks. And then it's like, oh, shit, it's actually a bunch of knives. <laughs> oh, man, yeah... Obligatory JoJo reference. Yeah, I, it's very JoJo. Yeah, I, the thing is, that, that whole thing, especially with the lights and the the way that it looks like stuff is freezing, like him just throwing the knives and stuff, it's like... And then something that happens next episode is like, okay, this is definitely JoJo-esque. But I also got a Metal Gear Solid 3 vibe from it, like the sniper level. Oh, yeah, I was actually gonna... I, I was like, man, if I don't make that comparison, Patrick definitely will. Have you guys played Metal Gear Solid 3? Great game. Is it the snake one? Snake. Well, that's every Metal Gear yeah. Solid. <laughs> he, eats, he eats snakes in this one. Yeah, uh, sometimes you'll feast on a tree frog, actually. Oh. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a game that is, it's supposed to be very serious, but at the same time, it's kind of a parody of James Bond. Oh. Uh, because, like... Wait, none of it, the one that's, like, in space Call of Duty? Is that what I'm thinking of? No. Is that Halo? No. Well, there's, a, there's a Call of Duty game that's kind of futuristic that you might be thinking oh. of. Um, but, like, so, Metal Gear Solid 3 takes place during the Vietnam War. Or, does it take place during Vietnam, or does it just take place during the Cold War? It takes place during the Cold War. I think it's, it's 63 or 62. Okay, yeah. So, right before the Vietnam yeah, War. Yeah, right before Vietnam. Great game, but there's a part where you have a massive sniper duel that you can skip if you know how, actually. But, uh, you can, like, otherwise you have this, like, fucking possibly hours-long sniper duel where you're just running through the jungle trying to find this old man who's, like, in a fucking ninja suit just running around. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And, like, so, yeah, this kind of reminds me of that. But uh, that guy definitely did not have access to a semi-truck. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, uh, what do you guys think of the, the episode? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. It, was, it was a good episode. I liked it a lot. I think, uh, I, I like the ridiculousness of the biking, the biking suit that you see was like, Arr! It's like driving 16 miles per hour on a bike. It's like, whoa. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I honestly wonder if a bike would be able to hold up to that. Because I have a feeling the metal on it is not machined to withstand the temperatures generated by that for that oh, long. Oh, yeah, no. The, the tires would have burnt up. Yeah. yeah. And the bike chain would have, like, snapped off. Yeah. But, uh, but anime. Anime. Anime science class. Shonen science class. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, episode 80, Moving Target. Uh, you say spirit guns the knives away, but two are left, and, uh, it shows this really cool shot where you hear the, the noise that they make in anime and manga where a knife or a blade goes into flesh, like dos, mm-hmm. uh, but, or dosu, like, I, uh, you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah like the it's like a verb thing. Yeah, it's an onomatopoeia. And not only that, but like, so Naruto reference, there's some characters from a place called the Village Hidden in the Sound who are all named after uh, murder onomatopoeias. And like, one of them is named that. Uh, yeah, one of them's named Dos. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, all of them are named basically like, Stab! 
Yeah, it's just like that. Here's my friend Stab. Here's Bang. Here's Glurg. Here's, yeah. here's Gurgle. Gurgle. Yeah. Here's Bam. I'm glad these aren't in English. Uh, one one really popular word for Japan is or Japanese is Toki. Toki Doki. That's like heartbeat, right? Heartbeat, yeah. Yeah. Toki, yeah. Toki. I think it's my favorite game. Doki Doki Literature Club. I think you're gonna say Doki Doki Panic, but yeah. That too. Actually, Doki Doki Panic is legit really good. Is it? It is. I think I, in retrospect, I think I actually like the American version of it more. So I was because it's easier. I for some reason I got, I got Taiko Drum Master mixed up with Doki Doki Panic. I don't know oh. why. Yeah, my brain's not y'all can look this shit up. Uh, anyways, so it makes that noise, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Did Yusuke get stabbed? And then it fades basically the rest of the image in because you just see those two imprinted on black as if they were stabbed in the sign, and fades the rest of it. And it turns out like, no, he just caught them between his fingers because he's such a fucking badass. <sighs> Like, sorry, I just not me and knives don't get along. Like the knife edge death match, like still. Um, but like, what? Mm, they don't explain this, but like whenever you say catches something, it stops moving. But like it doesn't try again. But if it hits anything else, it keeps trying. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they don't really. So they don't like fully elaborate on how this works. Like, say if this was Hunter Hunter or JoJo, they would definitely go into extreme <laughs> detail about like what causes it to continue or not. Yeah. While in this, they're just like plot reasons. <laughs> it's like, it stops because my stand, fiery, burn the earth. Earth, fire, and wind. Yeah, as soon why as it not? touches something on Yusuke, it stops. It's like, <laughs> okay, I got here. <laughs> We're good enough. Yeah. So, uh, Junior is making preparations in case they fail. Uh, Botan's in charge right now. Uh, does Junior go off to Spirit World at this point, or is he already in Spirit World? I forget. No, he's like, I'm walking off. Like, you hang out, chill here. I'm going to go to Spirit World and mm. cool, take cool. care of business. So, uh, Kuwabara has been taken back to, as Megan describes it, since we was Love Cave. Oh God! Love shack, baby. Love shack. It's actually a cave in Afghanistan that he's just hanging out in. Um, uh. <laughs> no comment. Uh, so Yusuke is playing hide and seek with sniper, and he doesn't like the feeling of being watched. And in the U.S. version, he says, "Like, man, this feels really weird. I, I need to apologize to all the girls in second period gym, uh, all the girls in the locker room in second period gym." Yeah. And I'm like, "Wow, how did this get more pervy in the U.S. version than the Japanese version?" Yeah, Yusuke is too problematic. He needs to be removed from daytime television. Yusuke is canceled. Um, but like, the thing is, like, we had a little bit of perviness with Yusuke. Like, I guess. No, this makes sense, because he's, like, talking about when he was in high school, because he hasn't gone to class in, like, three years, apparently. Yeah. According to this timeline. Let's I don't fucking know. He, he, he gets his education, uh, on the osmosisly. Street. Through osmosis. Through the books. He puts the books to his chest, and it, like, zooms into his body. He's like, ah, oh, that's, that's good algebra. <laughs> so, uh, Yusuke then tries to hitchhike. He's like, oh, yeah, truck's coming up. I guess I'll just... Hitchhike me, this shirtless guy with some possibly human visible targets on my chest. Really, just hitchhike. Um, and then, like, as it gets closer, he's like, oh shit, there's no one driving that. Oh shit! Like, realizing that Sniper must have just pushed the truck a bit and caused it to just start coming after him. Yes. And, and why I say that reminded me of Jojo is because in, in the OVA, Jer- uh, Dio actually uses a oil tanker to kill Jotaro. Mm. Ah. 
Yeah, so, like he throw like he. So I mean, spoilers for JoJo, which I don't think you guys are gonna watch. But like, dude, dude, like at that point has like Superman level like flight and like strength, <laughs> like the enemy, and so he stops time. And then when the other guy can like move again, there's just this giant oil tanker that's falling on him. It's like, oh fuck, and he's just trying to punch it away from him. <laughs> So, I found it hilarious with the truck, like, falling Yusuke. It, it's like, it's not like, you know, like any other object sniper throws where it's, like, thrown into the air, thrown towards Yusuke, or pushed towards Yusuke. Yeah. It's literally it's being driven. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's like so, sentient. Not only is it, like, so at first I was like, oh, well, maybe you could explain it using, like, inertia and how, like, the wheels would work. And then, like, as we went on more and more, I'm like, well, that's a maneuver you would only do if you were physically driving, starting with transmission. And then it kept going, and it's like, oh, and now I'm seeing the actual pedals go up and down. Okay, so sniper's power is not exactly how it was initially described. I can just project it. It's like, dude, are you just actually telekinetic generally, and you just like doing the sniping thing because it looks cool? Like, yeah, to be honest. I, mean, I hope he has a cow like Elsa. He just breathes life into things. Like. Yeah, dude could have fucking Jean grade this shit, but he's like, I gotta look cool. I, I would have been funnier if the truck was like, like, like just like like a magnetizer towards Yusuke, like flipping in the air, going yeah. towards. Yeah, that would make more sense, actually. No, I was when I was trying to justify it, I was like, well, maybe. Maybe it takes a certain amount of energy to actually lift the stuff into the air, so it would go along the ground, and the tires would be, like, the most obvious way. But then when it started turning and doing, like, things that you could only do using brakes and, yeah. like, <laughs> actually shifting, I'm like, there's no fucking way that's how this works. At one point, Yusuke's literally like, oh, I think it ran out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, that's how it works. And I like how you can actually hear the engines going, too. Yeah. It's like, what the? And yeah. There's a complex process going on here that no one understands. Probably even Sniper, he's like, yeah, I don't know, man, I just push shit. Listen, listen I just got magical powers from from a a, a man with a beard and a, be, a bead in his head. I don't question these things, I just do it. Oh. And then, like, I think the funniest thing is Yusuke didn't even think just to get inside of the truck when it, like, was stopped, when he could actually get inside of it. So you know how they talk about, like, Sensui finding these people and, like, getting them to join their, his cause and shit? Yeah. And, like, with Game Master and, like, Seaman, uh, they kind of, like, show where it happened. Like, Game Master's case, it's, like, at an arcade. Seaman's case, he just found, like, a depressed kid or whatever. I'm wondering how the fuck he found Sniper. <laughs> was I, I mean, I guess Sniper's territory is huge, so probably he was just walking around and he's like, oh, shit, someone in an incredibly large radius has this, so I just gotta wait till it feels stronger. And it just it's just an entire day since we just, like, spent just walking around being like... Hot, cold, hot, cold. <laughs> I'm thinking like he just went to the end of a cure and be like, "Hey, your movie's over." Yeah, sucks, man. Right? I saw you yeah. shoot a laser at that giant flesh man. Want to hang out? <laughs> sure, why not? Netflix and chill. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no. I hang out in a cave and I watch VHSs of a movie about a war in the Congo. It's and really chill. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and chill. My uh, hippie girl boyfriend is over there. Also, just in a boat if you all want to just hang, you know? Yeah, also if yeah. you want to hang out with this Your guy, choice. there's this guy in a jar if you want to chill with them too. Ah, we're really cool, <laughs> brother! I just imagine I just imagine watching the, v, the the chapter black all on this couch like we are with like popcorn and snacks. <laughs> I just imagine like Elder Tagoro <laughs> Elder Tagoro is trying to to give like Cheetos but they're all wet. He's like, Listen, we'll feed it to you, man. Here you go. We'll put it in the tank. And it's, like, it's like they're watching the movie. You see her all screaming. It's like, pass the Cheetos, please. Brother. <laughs> 
Oh man, like, someone's got to make an image of that. The chapter blacks uh, party. Okay. <laughs> Making like cupcakes. A drinking game. Every time a human destroys a <laughs> demon heart, shots. Oh <laughs> Every time God. someone's decapitated, they get shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time a leader rises to power, take a shot. No, I'm just imagining it getting too real. They're like, yeah, man, have you seen that movie Schindler's List? Yeah. It's like, well, have you ever wanted to see, like, the original footage? Because we have it, like, right here, actually. That's just a reenactment. I mean, you want the original? Anyways, on that incredibly dark I prefer the original. Yeah, read the manga. Anyways. Read the history books. Anyways. So, Megan, can you please read this next note in the voice in which you wrote it? Wait, which, oh. The B team? The first part. Oh. Wait, above. The first line. Oh. oh. Sniper has an actual gun. So you see he's running from this truck <laughs> through the forest, getting chased. It's like, oh, fuck, you know, this thing's gonna run over me. Oh, did it run out of gas? Just kidding, keeps on running. <laughs> Fucking, there was an old YTMND, aka You're the Man Now Dog meme of this, of, like, people chasing him and shit. Um, like, with Never Gonna Break My Stride, Never Gonna Slow Me Down. I didn't see that one. I'll, I'll show it to you some other time, because I don't think YTMND really, like, works anymore. But, like, then it just, like, then cuts to, like, oh, shit, Sniper's just on top of a cliff with an actual yeah. gun. He's like, man, why didn't I think about this before? I could have saved so much time. I was literally, like, livid, like, watching this part. I was like, what the fuck? Also, what where did you get a gun? This isn't the U.S. It's hard to get a gun in Japan, and it's especially hard if you're a fucking kid. He's an anime protag. It must be pretty, or anime antag. It must have been pretty easy. I was, I was like, but you, but what, do you even need a gun? Yeah. What's the, what's the difference between using an actual gun at this point and just like flicking it with your finger? Because yeah. well, apparently that doesn't do jack shit. <laughs> he could have saved a lot of trouble by just shooting people. It's like, yeah. man, I can't. How did I forget about this gun? I'm I shooting marbles at people. I could have saved a lot of time by just shooting these guys. Okay, if this was JoJo, he would have done some crazy shit, like throw the gun and then have the gun. the gun. No, he would have thrown the gun and then like had it like target one person and then have it fire and shoot another dude. <laughs> it's like, oh shit! But here he's just like, I don't know. Uh, there's an oil tank that's falling. I'm just gonna shoot it. So Yusuke gets blown up, which doesn't do shit to him. To be honest, I can't imagine shooting an oil tank would make you explode like that. No, well, it definitely wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah, like, 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 I mean, it even like threw matches and jet fuel, and like, it just went out. So it's like, oh. so jet fuel needs to be ignited at a much higher temperature. So you would need to throw an accelerant and fire at jet fuel in order to get it to the light. Yeah, but it, no, it, I mean, it. it may or may not melt steel beams. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah let's let's. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's the one subject. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Okay, uh... Yeah. Uh, there was really something I was there, saying. Yeah. Oh, not Mythbusters. Uh, Jump Street 22 or whatever. 22 Me- Jump Street? Uh, yes. Jump, Jump Street, Street 22. 22. <laughs> it's my favorite Dragon Ball Z game. <laughs> Ultimate Jump Street 22. There's a scene where, like, they were going through, like, a car chase, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, cars were crashing in front of it, and they were just waiting for explosions. Like, oh, an oil yeah. tanker falls down, and, like, a car sets on fire, and then, like, they're waiting, and they're like... Bracing themselves for an explosion, nothing happens. And like it happens about two or three more times until um, at one point a helium tank rolls under a, a, a cart, a car of chickens, and then it blows up. <laughs> God damn it! I need to rewatch that movie. When's uh, the sequel coming out? I don't know. They need I was, to make that. Oh, I don't think a, they're going to make a sequel. Because I heard they were doing a crossover with the the new Men in Black movie. Yeah, that was uh, planned. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know that. 
Uh, so the B team gathers and look at a map of the cave that apparently uh, Kaito drew. Or, or in the US version, Kaito's like, I drew this myself, and yes, <laughs> it is to scale. That's like if someone sh- sends you like a hand-drawn dick pic, and it's just like, yeah, it's to scale. He like just draws like the entire country with, like a huge ass map. Oh, thanks, dude. I think the biggest douchebag thing is to answer questions no one's asked. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And yes, it is real. Like no one cares, dude. <laughs> but they don't mention that in the Japanese version. He's like, hey, here's a map. <laughs> yeah. I guess the nerdy implication there is I have a map of cave systems. I guess, which is weird, but not as weird as like I drew this myself. It's hard in the 90s, because, like, you can't just, like, Google things. Yeah. And, like, I went to the library, them. guys. I went to the, the library, library, and I checked, and I went, used the Dewey Decimal System yeah. to check out this map. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I'm just imagining, in the U.S. version, the implication is just, like, not only am I really into rhetoric and philosophy, as discussed in my intro episode, I'm also a master of cartographer. I don't know if you guys know this. Oh, Ladies. Yeah, ladies. ladies. <laughs> Tell them. Yeah. I woke up like this. I woke up like this. So, uh, he is here to save the day and holds an injured Yusuke by the nape of his neck. Sniper warns Hiei uh, that he's going to shoot, and then just starts shooting. (laughs) Hiei dodges all the shots, uh, gets in front of the dude, and then just, like, in the most badass but impractical way, holds a sword up to, like, where his heart is. And he's like, yeah, don't move. Uh, So, he's stabbed a couple inches from his heart, and, you know, it's, it's not that bad, so... Like, Yusuke, like, is about to be like, he hey, don't do it. And he's like, hey, I'm not going to kill him. And then Sniper, for some reason, instead of just picking up the gun and <laughs> shooting Yusuke, decides to vaguely choke Hiei, and then, <laughs> and then, okay, so I wasn't sure. Was he trying to vaguely choke Hiei, or was he, like, holding on to Hiei because he's like, oh, I'm bleeding out, I need something to hold on to? Because that makes more sense, but it's not what it looked like. No, it looks no. like he was trying to choke out Hiei, which... By bringing it closer sense. like that would bring the sword theoretically closer. I wouldn't think that like he would be like, oh, I'll just leave the sword out there while you pull me back. Yeah. <laughs> and then he pulls up the gun to shoot Yusuke, and then he just fucking finishes the job. Just stabs him. And uh, as he's collapsing, he doesn't say anything in the U.S. version, or just grunts. And in the Japanese version, he's like, Sensui-san. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. He has an hour monologue in the U.S. version. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> So, uh, Hiei says the wind coming in reminds him of home. It's comforting, and, uh, described it as smelling like rotten corpses and blood. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, just like home. Just well... Like, just like mother's cooking. <laughs> season four, baby, can't wait. Uh, so that means the demon world gates are opening, and, uh, Yusuke is about to go on to save the world, but Hiei can't let you do that, Yusuke. And, uh, he basically goes into... So he's ordered us to take you down. <laughs> no, no. God damn it. That was a Star Fox reference. Anyways. That's what I thought you were trying to do. No, it was. It was. But I was like, you made it I made, like, more, I, I you made solidified it a deep it. one. I solidified that. Yes, you made it the deepest of Star Fox references. Uh, so it's implied that in order to save Yusuke, uh, that fucking Hiei is like doing this in order to like save Yusuke, I guess, by waking him up. It was really kind of a random... He's like, I'm gonna beat you up now, okay? It's very fan servicey. Yeah. It's like, y'all remember when these two fought? What if they fought again, baby? Shirtless. Shirtless. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Insert John Ralphio noises here. Who's John Ralphio? He's from Parks and Rec. Oh. I only know of him because, like, when my friends were all taking a "Who in Parks and Rec Are You" thing, I got him. Oh my god. You were there. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, wow, weird. <laughs> Who were you, Hannah? 
I totally forgot who I was. I, I, I got little Sebastian. I don't know what that's supposed to reference, but... Oh, <laughs> little tiny horse. Wow. Everyone loved him. Fits. National treasury. <laughs> they, 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 they lowered, the, they put the, the flag at half staff, but even then that was just disrespectful. <laughs> it was too damn, too damn high. My god. So, uh, they decide to punch it out, trading equal blows. This is the first Dragon Ball Z fight in the show. Yeah. Like, I would describe Yusuke's power at this moment as, like, he's as strong as Goku was at the beginning of Dragon Ball when Raditz shows up. Mm. Z or regular Dragon Ball? Z, Z, Z. Gotcha. Yeah, when Raditz shows up, he's, like, that level. He, he shows up in Dragon Ball. Oh, hey, how's it going? Just punches Goku in Dragon Ball. Yeah, he might even be as strong as Raditz rather than Goku in that fight. But he's, like, there rather than where he would get to later. That's, like, disrespectful. Mm, it's true, though. Because, like, the shit they do in Dragon Ball Z, Yusuke could never do even by the end of the series. Yeah. Like, they're like, I'm gonna blow up the planet. It's like, no one in Yu Hakusho can do that. Um... So, you know, they're, they're just fighting, blah, blah, blah. It's it's not really that interesting. The reason we describe it as, like, Dragon Ball Z is, like, they definitely have auras around them. Yeah. And they're like just doing punch rushes and just, ah! Yeah. Um, so, yeah. A lot of it was actually, like, really still. Yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. It's it's anime tropes at its finest, too. Yeah, like, it's it's not, like, good dynamic fights, like the Yusuke versus Sensui stuff that yeah. was happening earlier. It's straight up just, like... Two dudes standing in front of each other, barely animating their arms by just drawing blurs. Yeah, like, it was really like the knife-edge deathmatch where they couldn't move, except for they just decided not to. not to. Move. Yeah. <laughs> like, to save on animation. Yeah, it was they like didn't... nine million punches in one kick. <laughs> when Imagine this happens, like, huh, this episode is pretty boring, there's nothing really exciting that happened. How can we make this more exciting? Why don't we have fights? Uh, we don't have a lot of budget left. Blurs! What if we blur and pan the camera up an image? Yes, that's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly happening. what they fucking did. Uh, so after the fight ends, he licks his wound like a kitten and then explains <laughs> that the fight was to help Yusuke. In the US version, it's about uh, that Yusuke has this like mental block about being able to take things seriously, which is why they had to pretend Kuwabar was dead the first time. And the Japanese one, it's about making Yusuke like get into a clearer state of mind because Sensui was trying to agitate him and like have him not come in with his like you know full power basically. Yeah, it seems like this show is more about trying to make trying to scar Yusuke for life. Yeah, because people keep forgetting this kid's like 15, 14, 15 years old. Yeah, and he's like he's like seen more death than anybody his age. So I'm not gonna lie, at the there's one episode of this entire show that actually deals with that where Yusuke's like, what am I fighting for? <laughs> and then they do it badly. And it's just like, wow, y'all really could have it was already when like Togashi was having his like fucking mental breakdown. So it was Mega Man X4 then. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you for picking up on that one. I um, made that reference in the Shiro podcast <laughs> when we did the Mega Man episodes and I put that clip in. God damn it. Actually, I think that's what was the intro of the episode, if I think about it. So, Hiei says he doesn't care about Yusuke, and then Yusuke laughs because he sees right through Hiei, and that Hiei does care. He's just being, like, a not-shitty sundere. <laughs> He's, like, a well-written sundere, something we've discussed in previous episodes. The best sundere. Yep. Uh, so... <laughs> Yusuke, in order to get him to join them, because like even though Hiei is like, yeah, I'll help you with this, he's like, but I'll go off and do my own thing now. Good luck. Yusuke is like, well, what if I told you we got something to trade? He's like, I don't give a shit about what you got to trade. He's like, what if I have a snuff film you've been trying to get your hands on called Chapter Black? And Hiei is like, oh, you mean the most illegal thing in the entire world? And he's like, well, if we defer the apocalypse, maybe people won't notice if it disappears. He's like, you got a deal. <laughs> It's, it's like he watches it, it turns out it's just Pootie Tang. It's like, no! God damn it. 
If you all haven't seen Scary Movie 3 by this point, you need to. You don't, because your childhood will be haunted. Just well, watch, watch Cootie Tang instead. That's a good movie, even though it's directed by Shithag. <sighs> Is it actually a good movie? I've never, I've, having never it's, seen it's it. Actually, we should do a, uh, a oh, show watch. <laughs> Where we watch Cootie Tang, <laughs> which is described as the atrocities of Chapter Black? Yeah, we should do a theme as, as, a, as, a, as in the group watches Chapter Black, and it's just us commenting on Pootie Tang. Okay, I'm super down for this conceptual episode. I would actually make this if you guys were down. This is such I'd a bad down, idea. I'd be down to watch Pootie Tang. This is the deepest, dumbest inside joke, and I'm kind of down. I'm down. Okay, so then, basically, the two of them are, like, talking and then get interrupted because two large, gross, like, ogre-like demon-looking demons show up and fly towards EA and Yusuke. They're definitely malformed because they're supposed to be, like, low-class demons. Like, you actually definitely conform to, like, a very elitist idea of what it is to be a high-class demon. It's gotta be beautiful. Yeah, it's, like, beauty and, like, manners. And, like, it's very... It's weirdly... I think in a lot of media, people portray demon hierarchies as, like, old-school traditional human hierarchies. Mm. So it's, like, oh, yeah, like, fucking Greek ideals of, like, beauty and refinement or, like, medieval feudal things. Mm. Do, you think, do you think they have Mr. and Mrs. Demon World? I'm sure they do. Sure. What else I, are they going to do with their time? There's definitely yeah. a couple candidates who show up later. <laughs> I was going to say, because I'd, I'd like to watch that. Uh, it's probably Kodo and... Kodo? Kodo and yeah. Gary. Well, I was thinking for Mr., it could, it could definitely be uh, Kurama's old friend, and I won't get into details. Oh. Isn't he lovely? He lovely? <laughs> Isn't uh, he demon? Yeah. Stick? So the two demons that show up, they demand uh, women and, quote-unquote, the nearest flesh receptacle. Ew. Oh, is that what they said? Yeah, they uh, said okay. human flesh receptacle. And I was like, ugh. And then this I thought was Megan editorializing until I rewatched the episode, and they literally say, we're hungry in more ways than one. They really said that. Here's Megan's editorializing. Ew. <laughs> it was gross. Seriously, why? I was going to say they were thirsty, but then I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Uh, apparently more than thirst. They're hungry. They're hungry. They're, um, they're lust and bloodlusting right now. Yeah. So he then says, oh, Mushore City must be in stage three at this point if these idiots are showing up. And uh, so the big demons throw punches and Yusuke and Hiei, like, basically just walk through them. Like, it doesn't even show what they do to them. It just yeah. shows Yusuke holding his hand out and Hiei holding his sword out. So it's like, they're dead. <laughs> he totally took a road, that guy. Yeah. They took a road the shit out of those dudes. I think they're about to, like... Draw an explosion in the background because, like, that walk away yeah. with Hio and Yusuke looked like there's supposed to be like something that like went oh, on. Yeah. In the back I think they or... showed them like blowing away like mist. Oh, so that's kind of like what I took okay. from. So something that was weird to me was Hie's rationale for wanting to kill these dudes. I have a line written here, but there's one even before that that was weird. It definitely goes with this idea of like Hie is like a Nazi, sort of a fascist. Yeah, <laughs> like Hie and Vegeta are both like, oh yeah, I'm from like an oppressed race. But if my race were ever to be on top, we'd definitely be Nazis. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like, where it's just like, hey man, you know, like, black power. But then it's just like, yeah, but what if we went further? And so it's basically like <laughs> T'Challa versus Killmonger shit. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, like, Hiei he and, like, uh, he and Vegeta are definitely on that Killmonger thing. Can I, can I, like, defend Killmonger? No, no, no. So I, like, I also have endeavored to defend Killmonger because I feel that he's coming from a very specific place and yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. 
But the thing, and like, it's very hard to say that, like, you know, T'Challa understands it, but yeah. no one else around him would. Yeah. And like, I totally feel it coming from there. And so I like the arc Vegeta makes as he goes through Dragon Ball Z, where he goes from being like, not only am I standing up for this oppressed race, I'm also an asshole, yeah. to like, I'm standing up for this oppressed race, and I have some sort of weird regressive views, but I'm not going to kill everyone. And I think Killmonger could have maybe had the same arc. But they didn't let him because Marvel just doesn't like doing that. No. Yeah. The fact that actually, they gave him an interesting death. Though, yeah, for sure. Which is like, they actually gave him like a long, like, I'd rather die than like, you know, let you... Do enslave me. And yeah. Put me in jail. Yeah. 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 I, I, did like, love, <laughs> I did love that, that, yeah. that, that analogy in the movie where it's like... Uh, yeah, well, you guys, watch, I guess if you watched it, the whole slavery thing, that was really cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like Killmonger as a character. Like, I think, like, obviously I don't agree with him in the long run, but, like, in terms of his grievances and his... Motivations. Motivations? Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. Well, if um, you think about it, even T'Challa, in, in a sense, agreed with him, where it's like, it's not right, it was, it was messed up the way that they treat him, and I, he, like kind of saw where he was coming from. Yeah, he didn't agree with him, and yeah, he didn't, he needed to stop him because he didn't want to mess up the entirety of the world, but you know. But like, he, he had made points that like, T'Challa took in. Like, yeah, exactly. That's something like, I really, really yeah. liked was that like, T'Challa like, not only saw the flaws of his like, ancestors, mm -hmm. but also like, the crimes writ large that had like, produced someone like Killmonger. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how to sort of take his ideals in a non-destructive way. Uh, yeah, anyways, <laughs> you, you have a show, baby! Black Actually, interesting enough, that apparently, I don't know if you guys know the Killmonger's costume when he had the, that, that saying like costume was actually supposed to be directly inspired by Vegeta. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, I, I heard about that, like, yeah. Yeah, which gives another cool depth about that in their characters, but we'll, we'll save that for Black Panther cast. Another yeah. bonus point of, uh, Michael B. Jordan as a person, he likes anime. Yeah, he's a big so, anime like, fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, but like for real, yes. But uh, but for real though, I, I I think that kind of like encompasses a lot of strands regarding TA. Like the idea of like someone who's fighting for like an oppressed people, but maybe the steps they would take after ending the oppression are not good. Mm -hmm. Um, like so, like the first part good, second part bad, and uh, if you know TA follows the trajectory of say Vegeta, it's okay. But, like, there's other ways that it could go, and this is kind of... The reason this relates is because he's describing these other demons, and he's like, oh, yeah, I hate humans, but I hate, like, low-class demons who, like, you know, make us look bad. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a, that's a racist. weird take. Yeah, it's not only a race, it's both racist and classist. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, though, because, like, they definitely... Whoever the artist or, or maybe... Um, God. Togashi. Togashi. I don't know if he actually wrote these these little mini demon things within the manga, but like they gave like them lines to be like these are horrible horrible people. So like he is in the right here, right? You know what yeah, I mean? He's like, in the right on an individual basis, but right? the way he says it, because like they 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 talk about it more later with Sensui and them, mm -hmm. but they talk about how a lot of D class demons are not just that due to power; they're also like dumber, more like held by their emotions. Mm -hmm. And, like, so it is this very bizarrely classist thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, there's, like, weird strains of, like, fascist classism, like, and feudalism in, like, the demon world oh, hierarchies yeah. that get discussed more in season four. And that's one of the things that's promising about season four before it just turns into the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> season four is the biggest disappointment in anime. <laughs> oh. It's up there. It's up there. Damn. Sadness. 
Yeah, so uh, he and Yusuke run to the rest of the gang and everyone's reunited. Woo. So what are you guys' thoughts on uh, this episode, Black Panther and Vegeta? <laughs> uh, good, good, and good. All right. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, I like this episode because it kind of like has an organic way for Hiei to come back into the picture where like he would be, he's very much the like, I'm not going to let someone else kill you before I kill you. Yeah. And like, but he doesn't even say it this time. It's just implied by his actions. Mm -hmm. And, but like, it also deals with the like non-human classist rival trope, which is something I didn't really even realize was super common, but kind of is like, or like not the same group. Uh, classes rival trope because you see similar things in like Scar and Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, mm-hmm. but like, like the Ishvalan thing was a very like, <laughs> like dot on the nose. Oh yeah, yeah. The Ishvalan thing is straight up like, <laughs> hey, we're combining three people here: the Jews, <laughs> the Arabs, and also this group from. The Ainu? Sa- uh, no, not the Ainu. It's well, actually, the Ainu as well. Yes, but also oh, this wow. group from southwestern Africa who Germany colonized and killed most of. Yep. So, a lot of, like, that's a lot of places in it. Oh, but well, Germany but Germany, Germany specifically. Uh, and so, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. But, like, I, I do like this, like, Avenger trope. And, like, I wonder, I'd be very curious to read sort of soci- sociological commentaries regarding the Avenger trope and what it says about, uh, you know, views of oppressed people. Mm-hmm. Not the Avengers as in the comic book ones. It's no. a different. Yeah, like Avenger, the archetype. Gotcha. Yeah. Just want to clarify that. I mean, they have a lot of, like, those types where, like, that's the main character, I'm pretty sure. Like, right. like the only, like, the sole main, you know what I mean? Not just, like, a, I'm trying to think. I can't remember. I guess Kuropika is also kind of Kuropika this. Kuropika for sure is. Yeah, you know? kind yeah. of. Which I guess also Togarashi. Togarashi. Togashi. Togarashi is a type of seasoning you put on ramen. Togoro. Togoro. Yep. Ah, uh, bo 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 bo. Yeah. Don't remember what that show is. They should. They should try to. They should try to. Bo 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 is just basically a big parody of all shonen anime. It's like Gintama, uh, except not good. I'm just joking. It was good, but like it was definitely before U.S. audiences would get most of the references. Yeah. You had stuff like going back to the '70s, where it's just like unless you were highly conversant in fucking like Tatsunoko animes from the '70s, this joke wasn't gonna make sense. So I watched that show as a kid because it was on Toonami of all things yeah. and like I had no idea it was even like a spoof I thought it was just like, one of those comedy shows I didn't realize it was like a legitimate like um, like parody like, yeah oh. his, his, his martial arts style is based on Fist of the North Star so like uh, in, in the US version he, so you know how he fights with his nose hair mm-hmm. he, he says Fist of the Nose Hair and like oh. yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, see, it's like it's basically like, hey man, how 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 about trying to translate South Park or The Simpsons? Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's the f- the funniest thing is that it's like, okay, here's a show that you're gonna have to watch 20 years later after you watched all these other things and go back and watch our show. Yeah. Well, the fact it's is that weird. like Gintama and Psyche K, which are pretty similar in their like meta humor or like that kind of parody humor, mm-hmm. are both shows that like you don't necessarily need to. Like, you, it'd be a lot funnier if you knew where the references come from, but, like, the timing and, like, the jokes are still funny without it, mm-hmm. right? I think they explain some stuff in Gintama, like, like there's this one episode where it's, like, called the Beef Shogun, and I think that it basically was, like, the guy that gets the most me, it's like, 
this whole thing, they explain some of the stuff, and it's still a pretty funny episode. Even though it's literally them fighting, fighting over meat for, like, 30, 26 minutes. <laughs> nice. Well, if you guys would like to know more about the Beef Shogun, or Black Panther, or <laughs> Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z, continue <laughs> listening to our Yu Yu Hakusho themed podcast. We'd like to uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Yu Show. Your support means all three worlds, human, demon, and spirit, to us. Please hit us up with questions, requests, and or just to chat at our Facebook at The Yu Hawk Show or our Twitter at The Yu Hawk Show. Uh, the first one there being with two O's. And a W at the end. And a W. Well, they both uh, have W's at the end. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the Facebook is at The Yu Hawk Show with a W at the end and two O's. And the Twitter is at The Yu Hawk Show with a W at the end. <laughs> Tune in for the next episode <laughs> when we watch the gang race against the opening of the Demon Tunnel while Kuwabara... Oh, that's from another episode. Tune in next time <laughs> for the next episode of the Yu Yu Hawk Show. Da 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 You know, we don't actually tell people how to spell the Yu Yu Hawk Show. You know what? If they're real fans, they'll just know. Yeah. Oh, Speaking of real fans, here's my roommate. He's a real fan. Real Tony Lasting. Tony Lasting. That's that's only a pop.